today is Father's Day. All the men, stand up. Let me pray for you. You know. Genesis chapter 18. Verse 17. This is what we're going to pray. There is a project we're carrying out. It is the quest for authentic manhood. The quest for authentic manhood. Getting every man to be like Jesus. Getting every man to go back to the original blueprint God had in mind when he created you and I. Because manhood is the foundation of society. It's the foundation of the family. And once manhood is in crisis, nothing else can stand. And that's where we are today. We have a situation of a crisis of manhood in our society. And so the women are shaking. The children are shaking. The family is shaking. The whole social structure is shaking because man was, is the foundation of the society, is the foundation of the church, is the foundation of the family. Didn't you notice that Jesus and his 12 apostles were all male? Did you see any woman among them? Didn't you notice that in raising the human family that God laid the foundation with one man by the name of Adam? And if you notice, the 12 apostles used to lay the foundation of the human family, they are all males. Because people only talk about Adam. They forget that there were 12 of them. Then haven't you noticed that in laying the foundation of the nation of Israel, God started with one man by the name of Abraham. And then the 12 apostles, you call them the 12 tribes of Israel. These are human beings that became those tribes. Those 12 apostles that were used to build that nation, they were all men. Men are foundations. Men are the cornerstone. Whether it's a church you want to build, whether it's society you want to build, whatever it is. And if the foundation shakes, other things, every other thing you build on it collapses. Look at where a woman came from. The first branch that came out of the man. If you are talking about vegetation, the man is the seed you put in the ground. The first thing that comes out of him that grow out is a woman. You call it a tree. Every tree is a mother. You always know a mother because they are the ones that bear fruits. You always know the mother in any situation because that's the one that produces fruit. You don't get fruits from roots. Roots are men. Roots are fathers. Fathers are foundation. The human family did not fall because Eve ate the forbidden fruit. When Eve ate the forbidden fruit, it was Eve that fell. Nothing happened to the human family. When Adam ate it, the whole of humanity fell because everybody was in his loin. As a matter of fact, the reason Satan went to Eve was to get to Adam. So when your wife misbehaves, your family has not collapsed. As long as you hold on your job as the foundation, the building will still stand. And if she chooses not to change, she will be the only one that will perish. But if you cave in, the impact will affect everybody, your children, and the effect can travel for generations.
And if you stand your ground, you can do what Jesus did for his bride. The church is the bride of Christ. You can redeem both that woman and every other thing. Because every man is a savior. Every man is a redeemer. Whatever you see in the life of Jesus is what men were created to do. So Abraham, see, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I will do? Verse 18. Seeing that Abraham must surely become a great and mighty nation. You see how the foundation of the nation of Israel was laid. God picked one man and used him to do that job. So, now that Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. So, this same man is salvation for all the other nations of the earth. We come through this one man. When you obey God, it's not private as a man. It will first affect you and your children and your family, but from you, from you and your generation, can come salvation to nations of the earth. From you and your family can come salvation to the whole nation. The Bible said, through one man's disobedience, destruction, death came into the world. And through another man's obedience, salvation came. So one man, Adam, brought destruction. One man, Jesus, brought redemption. Now, if all of us can make up our mind, all of us men here, to become Christ-like men, authentic men, covenant keepers, promise keepers, men of God, starting from the home, not talking about preachers now, the effect, the effect I can guarantee you up to 99% that that 13 year old girl that got missing, it was a man that did that. Talk about kidnapping. Talk about armed robbery. Talk about terrorism. Talk about ritual murder. Talk about corruption in government. Talk about destruction of families. Manhood in crisis is responsible for the state of the society. I'll talk to the women about their own on Tuesday. Because when a woman is in crisis, Satan's goal is to use her to destroy a couple of men. And then with those men, he can now cause the capital destruction. If men don't join women, you can restore society from sliding to his doom. know him. Verse 19. Look at what God said about Abraham. And that's what we are going to position ourselves that will be that kind of us. For I know him. God is saying I know this man that he will command his children and his household after him so that they will keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. God is saying I know one man. He might not pastor the whole world but he will be a pastor in his house. And raise his own children well. 
you might not be some Pastor Deboy or Pastor David or some apostle, whatever. Just succeed with raising one family. Just succeed in raising just one family. This guy didn't have many kids. He just had two boys, Ishmael and Isaac. One was, you know, Abraham succeeded with Isaac. What do we have today? One of the most powerful nations on earth called the Jewish nation. It might be four kids. It might be six. And then we read in the Bible that Abraham had 318 trained servants in his house. He had all of them working for him, managing his business, looking after his cattle, some of them working as domestic servants. He got all of them trained and discipled. He didn't just raise Isaac. So if you add his two boys to that 318, he came to 320 people that this one man pastored. 320. You don't have to pastor a church of 5,000 people, 10,000 people to be a success. If we look at the totality of your household, so everybody, the life of everybody in your household, whether they are drivers, they are staff, they are everybody God brought into your life to help get involved in your destiny in one world. Not only the one you married, not only your children, all of them see them as your parish. Succeed with them. Get all of them to become disciples of Jesus Christ and Christians that live the life because there is this Christianity of mouth professing Christianity that has no effect. To teach them to do justice and judgment, to live right, to be men of righteousness, men of moral standards. Succeed in everything as a pastor. Fail in raising morally upright people. The ministry failed. The success of ministry is not raising people who can speak in tongues. It's not raising people who can sing. It's raising people who live like Jesus. The success in other areas, whether it is family leadership or leadership in other areas, is bringing people to be like Jesus. Christianity is a moral and ethical religion. It is the removal of this factor that is causing corruption in the church today. Because it finds its foundation in the character and the nature of God. person we serve, we call our God, is holy. The person we call our God is righteous. The person we call our God is just. The person we call our God is love. The person we call our God is kind. The person we call our God is compassionate. And the whole goal of Christianity is to make us like him. Jesus came to become the express image to show us what he is like. So that all of us will make becoming like him our lifetime goal. You are moving forward if that is your goal and you are progressing towards that. You are moving backward if you are not becoming better and better like Jesus. 
Now, I know the kind of testimonies we give, but when you listen to most of these testimonies, their testimonies is not that I got a brand new car, I built a new house. I know that that is part of it. God also does that. Their testimonies is about lives. Their lives were transformed. That's what authentic Christianity is all about. The one about I got promotion, I got a job, is the jara. This one, he said, if you seek the kingdom and his righteousness and his moral quality, that righteousness is the moral quality, the virtues and the values that go with it, becoming like him, then every other thing will be added to you. The promotion, the breakthroughs, the jobs. The problem is, the main thing is what the today's church has dropped. And you don't have a lot of pastors with the authority, moral authority to talk about these things anymore. That's what you're going to ask God to give you grace to become an authentic man like Abraham. The one that God can boast that I know. This guy will not only live the life, he will raise his own family, raise his social influence to be men of righteousness, men that are just, men of compassion, men that are godly. If you can produce this in your children, they have succeeded. Training in competence is the easy part. So you can send them to school to get the knowledge and the skills they need to be successful. The training in moral values and character is the hard one. And yet that one is the foundation that carries every other thing. Whatever competence uh, whatever skill or knowledge they need, if the school they're attending is not enough, you can get them extra teachers. You want them to learn how to play music and their school is not doing well. Hire teachers that come in the evenings. You want to add entrepreneurial skills to, and their school is not bringing additional teachers. If sports is one of your children to be competent in that field to be able to become good sportsmen they are not doing well enroll them into some activities that will help you want domestic uh, parenting for the kids and you are not able to pass that to them how to cook good food and all that they are girls you can enroll them that's what we do some holidays we bring in some chef from some place to come and run so and the cook in my house just to teach how to cook some new dishes and all of that and even me there are one or two of them of those whatever I go there to observe and learn if IT skill is not is what you and your school is not doing a good job but you see the moral parenting, the cultivation of values, is you, the Abraham of your family, that God is depending on. 
don't leave that to the children's church. Don't leave that to the teens' church. Put your hands on your chest. If you're not married, it's even better so that you don't go and, and bring crisis into other people's life and now you are trying to repair it. So that you can lay the right foundation before you get married. And it will help you to look for the right kind of woman. Not just somebody that is pretty but is empty. And if you are married, you have to make a new commitment. This is where all the failures start at home. Please make a commitment. I'm going to be like Abraham. I'm going to raise a generation of blessed men and women. All the women pray for the men. When a man is out of control, the women in their life pay the, a costly price for it. The children pay a very costly price. Tell God, transform these men into authentic men and authentic fathers. Make a commitment. Tell God you're going to be a man of God in your home. A person of value. A person of righteousness in your home. You will first be that in your own personal life and that will now flow out into your family life. Father, I thank you for all of the men that are here today and all of the men all over the world that are listening. Let the grace that only you can give come upon them to help them to become the kind of men you want them to be. And these are men that reflect the image of God, not only in their families, but in their generation men that are like you men that are like Abraham men that are pillars in their homes and in the society I pray for all of them for the grace knowing the different challenges men are facing I ask Lord you will heal every one of them that is broken everyone that the enemy has touched in one way or the other fix them this morning fix what has been broken in their life make them whole again because people cannot give what they don't have make them whole again and make them an image of yourself make them a reflection of Jesus Christ in this dark world and dark age that we are living in that there will be a shining light in their generation and then make them pillars that you can use like Abraham to raise other men to raise children in Jesus mighty name 
God bless you. God bless you. Everybody give them a big God bless you.